What success lessons can we learn from Employee Benefit Advisor Magazine's Advisor of the Year? And how can they help you build your agency into a powerhouse? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers Podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and Chief Transformation Strategist, David Saltzman. Announcing Ascend, the Agency Growth and Leadership Summit that's coming to Nashville, Tennessee this January. Ascend is a fresh, interactive experience exclusively for benefit agency leaders and focused on providing practical and proven strategies to help you maximize your growth. This isn't just a bunch of talking heads. It's a hands-on, take-it-home-and-implement-it ideas and tools meeting. I'm going to be there, and I'm so psyched about this meeting that I've arranged a special discount just for Shift Shapers listeners. To get all of the details, go to www.shiftshapersonline.com and click on the Ascend logo at the top right. On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're very excited to be speaking with Tim Olson. Tim is the managing partner at the Olson Group, and he was recently named Employee Benefit Advisor Magazine's Advisor of the Year. So with that, congratulations for your honor and welcome, Tim. Thank you, David. You've been at this benefits gig, insurance gig a long time. What's your journey been like? Where did you start? How did you come to the business? Well, it it actually started back in my college days when I sold books door to door and It was a training program that really taught us how to run a business. And I learned back then that if I could work harder than the next person, I could make more money and be more successful. And the focus was on helping customers. And so when I got out of college, I wanted to get into an industry that could reward me for helping people. And if I worked harder, I could could have more success. So did you start your agency as an employee benefits practice? Well, the Olson Group, yes, was an employee benefits practice in 2003. In 1980, I actually joined a company called Gardner White that was a regional employee benefits advisory company. So when you started your practice, let's go back 30-something years ago. When you started getting, when you were in the business and you started, did you start as a health guy? I actually started as a retirement plan advisor and was over on the retirement side, working with nonprofits with 403B programs, qualified retirement plans, 457B, 457F, executive compensation plans. And that's really where I got my start was on the retirement side. And that's still a, a big focus of your agency. But how did it happen that you morphed into doing the more traditional health and DI and employee benefits? I think it was really natural. You know, I have over a hundred retirement plan customers and developed that over the 30 years. And it was just kind of natural talking to them about the health, dental, vision, ancillary, voluntary benefits since we're there quite a bit. On the retirement side, you are there three, four times a year helping employees with retirement planning, asset allocations, and those kinds of things. So you're very visible at those employers. And it just kind of naturally transcended into discussing their other employee benefit programs. So for the benefit of folks who want to learn some of the really cool stuff that you guys are doing and some of the very productive stuff that you guys have been doing, 
How's the agency organized? Do the same people who do the benefits work on the retirement plans, or do you have people who specialize in each particular area? They specialize in the, in the different areas. Our company is a third dedicated to the retirement side, and then a third of it is medical, dental, and vision. Now, the medical, dental, and vision, they also get over into the ancillary lines and the voluntary benefits. So uh, in that respect, a third of our revenue is retirement, and two-thirds is the other side of the house. One of the things we've talked about an awful lot on the podcast lately, especially kind of in the, in the shadow of Zenefits and some other new players in the business, who are very good at doing this, when you go to see a prospect, how do you let them know about all the different varied things that you do? What's that conversation like? Well, it really starts out that we are employee benefit advisors and we're risk managers and that we've spent the last four to five years reinvesting in our company to provide service. And I really think that's where the employee benefits industry and agencies are going. It's providing the solutions on all the complexities, as you know, David, with ACA, all the rules, all the tests, you know, all the way from the actuarial value to the acceptability to the household income to the affordability thresholds, very complex. So we made a decision that we need to reinvest in the company and get into these tools that give us those solutions. So that was the start. That's the beginning of our conversation with people we talked to. That's interesting. Do you have any kind of a, of a menu or a, an agency document that you bring out that lists all the different things that you do? We do. We have our blueprint for are we the right fit and the steps in getting together with a particular employer because sometimes we're not the right fit. And so we discuss all the different areas or pain points that they have and challenges they have and, and can we provide solutions for them. That's an interesting statement that sometimes you're not the right fit. Is, is it okay for an advisor to not be the right fit? And, and how do they handle that when they're talking to a prospect? Well, absolutely. If we can't provide the solutions where they have their biggest challenge, then we're not the right fit. And we also have a particular philosophy. You know, our mission statement is to inform, educate, and empower employees to make the best benefit decisions for themselves and their families. And there's some employers, they're just not that interested in having a robust employee benefit program, or they want to cut corners, or they want to drop their health insurance and and have everybody go to the individual marketplace. So there are situations where we're certainly not the right fit. And that's been a key to both your long-term success and your, your kind of more recent growth spurt is that you guys focus on value much more than you focus on product. And solutions, because without coming up with the right solution, then there isn't any reason to go further in our mind. So in the shadow of ACA, you've had a growth spurt. How I mean, Lots of people have dealt with ACA and the complexity and all the new normal, if you will. How's that kind of fueled your guys' vision and what you're doing to, to move forward and to grow? Well, five years ago, when everything was unfolding with ACA, my wife and I, who own the Olson Group, it probably took me two years, maybe even three, to figure out how can we turn ACA and all its complexities into a competitive advantage and help our employers? And, and that's when I pulled the trigger and invested in a complete module where we can load an employer's benefit programs on the module. It has about a 60 PowerPoint slide output presentation, and it calculates every key provision in the reconciliation and the house bills. It has all 3,000 pages on it. 
And as you know, the guidance comes out and updates and things change. And this module updates every Friday when there is updates. So we can stay on top of and ahead of all the changes going on there. So that's one place where we decided to really make a pretty substantial investment. On the flip side of that, you've also recently invested in, we were talking offline, in a Ben admin system that will handle the 1094C, 1095C reporting. That's a different new addition or another new addition? We have. We did that this year, and we're finding that the employers that we work with, we want to save and reduce their time. We want to be an extension of their HR department. We want to reduce their paperwork. And so electronic enrollment is a piece of that platform that we now have licensing for. And then the measurement and the 1095C solutions, it also provides a solution there. And then the communication and onboarding is a big part of that too. An awful lot of our listeners have agencies that are your size or a little bit larger, but a good portion have agencies that are smaller as well. If they don't have the capital to make the expenditures in these kinds of systems, would you suggest that they perhaps create some strategic partnerships with other folks that do, or what would your counsel be to those folks? You know, I think that's a great strategy. Actually, there are platforms out there, David, you can get where the investment is less than what you think it is, and you can bring those kinds of services to your employers. And so partnering is one way to go. And then just digging in and finding out where these platforms and what's available out there. There's 87 different electronic enrollment platforms out there right now, somewhere around there. There's a lot with all different kinds of features. So I think doing a little bit of digging into that would help smaller agencies as well. Now you're located in Nebraska and you serve Nebraska, Iowa, Missouri, Kansas, that general neck of the country. I don't know what the laws are where you are, but do you find yourself, your practice moving towards a fee base? Or are you still mostly commission base? Are you a hybrid? And what's your thought about fees? Well, we really are hybrid only because small groups, there are carriers that if you are writing groups under 50, they will only allow you to write the business based on their commission level. And some of those carriers, they pay X and that's it. But We prefer to get away from a commission-based model, and pretty much all new business is more around consulting fees. Because for us, it's all about the services that you bring to the table. And you probably know that the days of what you do as an employee benefit advisor is go out and get a low price, and that's it. If that's where it ends, those days are long gone. And I think long-term will probably be better for it. Yeah, I do too. Because we really love to be able to say, here's our fees and here's all the services that you get for that. And is that the right fit? And now a word from our sponsor. Imagine a place where you could discover proven business building strategies and pick the minds of top benefit agency leaders in the industry to maximize your own firm's growth and success. Well, now there is such a place. Announcing Ascend the Agency Growth and Leadership Summit coming to Nashville, Tennessee this January. Ascend will be hosted by my friends Nelson Griswold and Scott Cantrell, authors of the industry best-selling book Do or Die, Reinventing Your Benefits Agency for Post-Reform Success, and founders of one of the most successful marketing and sales consultancies in the industry, Bottom Line Solutions. Ascend is a fresh, interactive experience exclusively for benefit agency leaders and focused on providing practical and proven strategies to help you maximize your growth. I'm going to be there, 
And I'm so excited about this totally different type of meeting that I've arranged a special discount just for Shift Shapers listeners. This event is invitation only, so there is an application process to attend. To get all of the details, go to www.shiftshapersonline.com and click on the Ascend logo at the top right of the page. See you in Nashville. And now, back to our interview. Now, you've invested pretty heavily in technology, but there's another area where you've made as big or, in some ways, maybe not monetarily, a bigger investment, and that's in your team. Talk a little bit about that and and how you're structured and how that's important. Well, several years ago, my wife and I decided that not only do we want to be a relevant 21st century employee benefit advisory firm and invest in technology, but you really have, in my opinion, you got to look for people that are not looking. And um, in our industry, I've been around 30 years, so I know a lot of people. And we decided to try to recruit some key people at some of the companies in the area. And uh, we were successful getting several that we think are difference makers and can really take our company to that next level, the next generation, and then the generation after that. So we're thinking long term. And I think that's that's an important thing that's sometimes lost in the day-to-day push and pull of trying to catch up. I know for a lot of advisors, the last four or five years have seemed like kind of trying to drink from a fire hose. And it's been challenging to do that. And I know one of the other areas that you've worked very hard on is in succession planning. And while that's important for people who have been in the business 30, 35 years, you have some other reasons that, you, that, that it's important as well. It's made a big impact on your staff as well, hasn't it? It really has. And investing in human capital and the right human capital, I think, is so key. We also use a consultant to come in and talk about, you know, for example, our team huddle every Monday where we get all 20 of us together. and We have line items and we want to be on the same page with our team. And ultimately, it's to the benefit of the customer. So the culture of the agency and our values that we drive home to everybody, that's something that we talk about every week. And the succession planning piece in particular has been important to your folks because they have this notion that even if you sunset, the, the firm won't and that there's, there'll be life beyond you know, your day-to-day participation in the business. Yeah, exactly. There are peers that I have over the years and large employee benefit agencies have bought them and they've sold out and it. It's not weekly, but every month, our message to our staff is that we love being a local company. We love being non-corporate. We love being our size, and we're taking steps to be relevant and be the Olson Group for you know years to come. And I think that gives them some uh, solace and comfort knowing that we're all on the same page and driving to the same goals. You mentioned a little while ago bringing in a consultant to do some work with your staff and and such, but today education is so key because there's so much new stuff coming at us on a day-to-day basis. I know you've participated with some mastermind groups and some coaching and whatnot. That's important for everyone, I think. Can you talk a little bit about what you all have done and how that's made a difference? Well, it's been huge for us, David. We belong to a consortium of employee benefit company owners and we meet every quarter, and it's, it's companies just like mine. that They might have 5, 10, 15, 20 on staff, maybe 30. And we literally mastermind and brainstorm cutting-edge technology, and we talk about everything. We talk about technology. We talk about 
data analytics. We talk about our staff. We talk about everything employee benefits advisory companies need to have on their radar. And it's people from California, Chicago, Baltimore, Dallas, Nashville, the Midwest like us. And it's really opened our eyes on how we, A, can be relevant, B, we can grow, and C, grow for a long time. And how, if you're kind of a sole practitioner out someplace and you think, wow, that sounds like a great idea, how do you start one of those groups or how do you tie up with one of those groups? You know, we went to an employee benefit symposium and they have them every year and they have great sessions. And that's actually where we got in touch with this mastermind group or agency group or consortium group, whatever you want to call it, and started it. So I would encourage people to maybe look at some of those national level employee benefits symposiums. They have one next week, for example, up in Orlando. They have a great program and a lot of great stuff. And that's that's one place. And one of the interesting side pieces that came out of that is that we were talking offline that you guys wrote a book, but you did it in kind of a unique way. What's the book about and how did it come about? Well, the book came about with our consortium and there was 10 of us in this particular consortium. We each wrote a chapter and it's your best practices of employee benefits. And it ranges all the way from retirement. You know, my chapter was on retirement plans and how employers for the fees they're paying, are they reasonable for the services and the fiduciary level that they operate their plans on all the way to ACA, the individual marketplace, to wellness programs and wellness initiatives. And so we got together, wrote the book, and did a chapter for each. And what's neat about it is it's the uh, only book of its kind that does talk about best practices for employee benefits. Now, is, is that something that would be of interest only to the trade, or do you guys use that as a marketing tool with, with seeking prospects? We use that as a marketing tool in both ways that you described. So it's probably primarily used as a marketing piece, you know, for us, but it also has some great stuff in it too, that HR leaders and employee benefit professionals can certainly learn some things. Tim, we've got just about two minutes left. And we always like to wrap up by asking our guests how they see the future unrolling in our business. What do you see coming near term, midterm, and to the extent that you're brave enough to answer the question long-term? Well, number one is change. There's so many things that are changing in the employee benefits industry, and they are impacted a lot by legislation, too. And on the horizon over on the retirement side, for example, there's a DOL fiduciary bill that's out there where every participant in a retirement plan is going to have to sign off and agree to the fees that the advisor charges. And I don't know if you've heard about this DOL fiduciary bill that's out there. And we think it's going to be signed by Obama next uh, spring. But that's a huge game changer over on the retirement side. And, you know, over on the other side, of the, you know, just on the horizon in a couple of years is the Cadillac plan tax. That is re- literally a backbreaker for employers if they hit those thresholds. So developing strategies for Cadillac plan tax impact is going to be huge, you know, just in the horizon over the next couple of years. So we anticipate a lot of change. And I see my focus being really consistent on education, investing in our company, and keeping our customers number one. So I don't see that changing, David. There's going to be a lot of challenges going forward. Good service to customers never changes. That's the way you, as you know, that's the way you create deep, sticky client relationships. And 
You're able to bring all the whole range of services that you offer to your clients. Tim, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Tim Olson, Managing Partner at the Olson Group and Employee Benefit Advisor Magazine's Advisor of the Year. Tim, thanks so much for sharing your expertise with the Shift Shapers audience today. David, thanks for having me. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of the Saltzman Group. We work with entrepreneurs, executives, and companies just like you to help shape the shifts in your business. To schedule a 20-minute call to learn more, visit our website at thesaltzmangroup.com or call me directly at 803-386-8005. I'd love to hear from you. And while you're on our site, you can also click the podcast tab for the entire catalog of Shift Shapers episodes and to access some really great special offers. Give me a call at 803-386-8005 and learn how to put the secrets of the Ship Shapers to work in your business. 